8 and you're listening to the 123 show with me Sadia Osmani and it is Tuesday which means we are talking food and drink so let's cross over to Andrew Dambina Radio 3's food and drinks roving reporter who's here to serve up the latest local and global news good afternoon to you Andrew Good afternoon, Sadia. How are you doing today? I'm all right, thank you. Not too bad. Obviously, the rain, I can't see it in the studio, so it's okay. Yeah. But it may be raining outside. Who knows? Yeah, the forecasts have been a bit like that for the last week or two, haven't they? Best mm. carry a brolly at all times, I yeah. think. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, are you out and about today, or are you at your desk? I'm at my desk today, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but I'm uh, yeah, witnessing witnessing the weather as it comes and goes in its ways occasionally when I'm not looking at my computer, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah. Um, so on today's uh, sort of gastro and beverage uh, virtual journey with mm. you, um, it's a jaunt to Singapore, first of all, Ooh. where there is something that's in effect as of last Friday, which is called Gastro Beats mm. uh, 2022. That sounds and nice. It's the first yeah, it does. It's the first time it's been held. It's a festival of um, food and music with a little bit of art thrown in, which I very much like the sound of all of that combo. Mm. Which is um, So it's, um, it's in an open space, which is near Marina Sands um, Hotel Casino, sort of um, redeveloped area right. a decade or so ago, which is a... Uh, an event space, a bit like our Central Harbour front, which where you know people have different interesting events in normal times here, mm-hmm. uh, on and off. Uh, so um, it's it's all um, with the support of the Singapore um, Tourist Office, uh, Tourism Board, which is uh, which has got together with a couple of local organisers and decided to launch something that's on for a whole month, which is quite an undertaking, um, bringing in. A number of mostly local restaurants and food stalls and those from the hawker centers which you may know if you've been mm, to singapore yes, I have. Um, yeah. yeah yeah so it's the whole it's the whole mix uh sort of in one bit of parkland that uh, that you have to pay entry to go into which is the equivalent of about 60 hong kong dollars so by the way listeners or or sardia should you be taking a holiday <laughs> if anyone is going to singapore or thinking of it uh in the next uh, in the next month, it's on till the 26th of uh, June, having mm-hmm. started last Friday, mm-hmm. and um, as well as having local uh, restaurateurs, hawker stand owners, and some of the manufacturers of prepackaged uh, goods, selling things in kind of dry food stands, if you like, they are also they have invited some chefs over from Australia to join, who have done that. And the picture that I've sent Sadia mm. today, one of the two pictures, mm. is, um, is is a couple of uh, well, it's two dishes in one in, in one sort of collage photo. Yeah. Of yeah, it's by a chef called um, Sarah Todd, who is from Australia, mm-hmm. and she uh, like some of the other Australian visitors, they must have had a tie-in with the Master Chef organisation because um, the. The, uh, Sarah Todd is. A, she wasn't the winner, but she was a former contestant who did really well in the Australian series of MasterChef. Have you ever watched the Australian version? I think by the I way? may have seen it briefly. Yeah, yeah. but they're they're all mm. quite similar anyway. You watch one MasterChef; they're very similar. Aren't they, they are. Well, 
Exactly. I mean, that's the thing about international yeah. game shows generally, isn't it? Yeah, they buy the franchise, and I guess they have to follow the rules. Mm. But uh, but but they get it. They get it a little a little kinder from the judges than, oh, uh, right. than, okay. than when a certain Mr. Ramsey, Chef Ramsey, is involved in uh, the one in the USA, for example, <laughs> which is quite can be a bit harsh. Um, so yeah. Uh, the, the contestant, uh, Sarah Todd, how would you, what would you reckon those dishes are that I, that I sent yeah, you over? I've, I must admit, they look really delicious, right? The first mm. dish I see, and there's a nice slice of lemon with um, some kale. And I initially yeah. thought when I was looking at it, when I didn't zoom in, I thought it was actually a pastry. But then when I zoomed mm. in, I saw that there's, um, there's a nice sauce. Perhaps it's a piece of fresh. It looks like, yeah. is it a piece of yeah. battered fish? Oh, bang on. Claudia, spot on, spot right. on. It is. It's 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 her twist on a fish and chip I concoction. See. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that on the right. Nice. And on I'll the right. This yeah. this to me initially looks like a Bakewell tart type thing actually. Yeah. Um, and it's like in a in a crispy tart case, and there's a white kind of maybe a oh. fondant uh, topping mm. at the top. Mm. I would say well, this is obviously sweet. And some lovely yeah. little rose petal petals from flowers on top. So it looks like a really nice, crispy sort of sweet dish. I've got to say, Sadia, I would have said that had I not read the caption. Oh. And um, it, it, because that is exactly you've described it uh, bang on as you did with the first one, as it looks, especially with the rose petals. You think it's got to be sweet, mm. and it's oh, uh, it's savory, uh, is it? But it, it is. It's savory. Yeah, it's a take. It's her take. Um, the chef's take on a traditional Singaporean dish which comes from uh, Peranakan kitchens which mixes um, some of the Chinese and Malay mm. uh, cultures where the families um, sort of blended some of their culinary recipes and made their very own Peranakan dishes but it is a say it's traditionally it's a savory dish that oh. has a very thin pastry that looks like a tart uh, pastry especially as Sadia mentioned with what looks like uh, almost like icing sugar yes. on top yes. but that but that's actually a creamy sauce and beneath that oh. is uh, beef cheek Ooh. and uh, and gravy and it's um so it's you'd never guess that in a million years would you no. and, just, that, the way and what's it sitting on there's kind of a yeah is there a gravy at the bottom that it's sitting on or it doesn't it doesn't mention that okay. uh, to me that looks as if it could be either um either either bread crumbs but probably probably not it's not it's not a grain okay. um it just looks a bit grainy but yeah. it's not so it looks like couscous but it's not oh it looks really nice People yeah, can does, see does, that does, on my Facebook page, Sadia's Morning on Radio 3 RTHK. You can have a look at the pictures we're talking about. Indeed. And um, the, uh, the other picture, which you correctly identified as battered fish, mm. has a, she calls it New Delhi fish and chips because she uses a lot of uh, South Asian spices. Yeah, some turmeric in there. I can see this Yeah, turmeric. that sort of colour, isn't it? Mm. In, yeah, in her kind of glazing uh, sauce. So she's doing demonstrations there. So they've invited Australian uh, chefs who are, who, with a link to MasterChef. Uh, one judge is uh, from there as well, who's um, uh, a well-known chef in Australia called uh, George Calambaris. Um, he's one of the regulars on that show. And there's another chef from um, uh, who's starred on MasterChef before, who's, who's who has a Chinese restaurant in Australia. Derek Chong, and they're going to be doing demos during it as well. So people who pay their equivalent of 60 Hong Kong dollars to get in are getting demonstrations mm. and um, things happening on stage, tastings being available from those as well, which would be quite interesting. That's nice. And um, 
Yeah, the dishes that I that I uh, that you can see on Sardia's Facebook page uh, will be actually uh, there to be able to be purchased um, uh, from uh, from the, uh, the the chef Sarah Todd. So that she's the only one out of those that are coming along from Australia who will actually be seeing some of her dishes served from a uh, a sort of a, a stool. So um, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. So you can go and find out more. Well, the best way is just to uh, to Google it, um, but it's Gastro Beats. So G A S T R O B A T S. Uh, full name Gastro Beats 2022, but it is in fact the first of something there. And I, 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 there's not an awful lot um, uh, on the website itself, but it does. Uh, it, I think probably in the next few days there'll be more posted after you know after they catch up with mm. all the photography they mm. must have got over the first weekend. Yeah, sounds but good. it sounds like a nice thing and the sort of thing that we can only dream about. And hopefully we'll be having yeah. things um, like that, like like, yeah. like the really excellent Hong Kong Wine and Dine Festival, yeah. which uh, which always has a lot of interesting things going on. And there was also one years ago, Taste. Hong Kong as well, that um, that I remember us both uh, being at uh, on the same day on one occasion, Sardi, years ago, the indoor. Yeah, uh, I remember going to the exhibition centre for a food and drinks thing, and it was like massive. Mm. It was huge. You Mm. needed a whole day to go through it. Lots of samples, lots of things. It was good. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully not too long to wait till we can see a bit of that. Mm. Um, so talking of Hong Kong, next item to, for to, for the report this week um, is uh, from uh, it's something with a local touch, and it's uh, from local craft beer maker. Uh, there are a number. There must be. You can count probably a good two hands full of craft beer brewers in Hong Kong now that have really bubbled up in the last ten. A little bit over 10 years, but mainly in the last decade, really. And uh, the one that's done particularly well, um, most of them are based in the New Territories, and this one is, is called um, Young Master Brewery. And they, uh, they've, gone off, uh, they've gone off piste for a moment. They're, not, uh, they're doing something which, uh, which is not what their mainstay is, which is brewing different types of beer. They normally get the stuff in, as all the microbrews do in Hong Kong, from either Europe or America or North America, where the grains and hops that they need are brought in, and then they do their combinations of um, of, w- of which grains they will use and flavourings that they add, and then they actually make it all in tanks here. But the actual raw ingredients can't really be grown in the climate of Hong Kong because it's too subtropical mm, for some mm. of these grains to really thrive. So um, that's what goes on. But they're expanding out of the uh, beer range to... Uh, they've just released uh, over the last week something new, which is um, they are uh, three different flavours of highball ready-to-drink cocktails in a can incorporating uh, Hong Kong slash classic Asian flavours. And they're calling this range higher than. Mm-hmm. Um, highball, by the way, I didn't really know until I came to Hong Kong because it's very American lingo, is, um, is ba- basically a spirit and maybe a little squeeze or addition of another ingredient. Not really a cocktail, but it's more of a spirit and a mixer in a tall glass, hence the highball. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what they're doing there. And their flavourings, what do you think they've used for Hong Kong and Asian flavourings? Um, on, the, on the spot, could be anything, couldn't it? Oh, lemony but, things, yeah. and uh, yeah. I suppose it's the kind of the Thai sort of flavouring here too, and uh, tea, done. tea, 
little bit of tea yes, in there? Yes, yes. Wow, you you did very well in that little quiz. <laughs> um, the, 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 they've used the, 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 the well, there's three. One of them has um, um, has the Iron Goddess tea um, whiskey mm. uh, a, a mix. Uh, whiskey from uh, from is Scottish whiskey, um, but the uh, but the tea is the Gunyum tea or Iron Goddess that we uh, can usually that we can find in most. Uh, dim sum or Cantonese mm, restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's high. It's high grade that they're using because they want a real big flavour of the tea, and it's going with something robust like whiskey, which can have quite a you know big taste. It's not a neutral spirit at all. So they're doing that to kind of pair that up, and uh, they um, uh, they fill the rest of that with soda. So it's kind of it's you don't get when you have a highball cocktail. Um, in a, a ready mix, they're normally about eight percent alcohol, which mm-hmm. is stronger than five percent of beer, but but, but even uh, not as strong as wine, which normally comes in most wines. It's wine quite light, really. Yeah. Yeah, it mm. is. It is. Mm. So so um, so that one was probably the most robust one, but the other ones are a little more refreshing for this time of humid uh, time of year, um, where there is something that's inspired by something you can get in Cha Chantang, which is salty lime. Uh, a salty lime soda, mm. or you can get salty lime. You can get steeped lime in salt. Some some really old cha chan tangs have steeped kumquat in jars. Mm. Uh, which have you ever had that? Mm. Which is uh, salty so thing sounds nice. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's, so people drink it often with a little bit of either honey or sugar to balance the yeah. heavy saltiness. Yeah. But it's a uh, but yeah the um, the steeped kumquat and lime. Uh, are used sometimes when people have a cold or a sore throat. Probably good for broadcasters, uh, Sadia, <laughs> to kind of, you know, just to soothe the throat. Um, I'll have to ask and... for cocktails now, really, you know, oh, <laughs> when I do my yeah, programme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, of course I meant just the saltiest cup of cocktail <laughs> line. But, 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 just, but, but, but food for thought, though, or drink for thought. Um, the, um, the one with the lime also does have, which I haven't mentioned yet, uh, some vodka in the mix. But it's, and, and also some cane sugar. Oh. I remember years ago, there used to be a lot more places in Hong Kong um, at the front of shops. You still see them sometimes, but squeezing cane sugar, mm. either warm or cool, mm. into, um, you know, into a takeaway cart. Um, so, that's, so it's interesting that some of those ingredients have really been well thought out. And the last one is called Mala Mule, and the Mala is coming from the Sichuanese um, red peppercorn. Well, you know, that mouth numbing tongue-tingling sensation yeah Yeah. so that has uh, a a little hopefully a sparing amount of the red peppercorn with vodka fresh ginger lime and cane sugar and also a few more Sichuan spices a lot going on in that one Mm. I think uh, yeah I mean that's uh, I think on a hot day you might break up in a (laughs) third yeah yeah yeah. drink it in the shade I would advise that's right uh, yeah but I haven't tried one so if you had to put some ingredients uh, into either a soft drink or otherwise with things from Hong Kong what do you think might be interesting to uh any other ingredients that you could think of? Those think. are the three well, that I'm, come out. I, I'm probably not into the kind of Szechuan pepper type thing. No. I, I would say um, certainly tea, um, some tea flavouring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I really like sort of hmm. lemon. And I, I just like things with a bit of zinc. And I like the idea of the whole the salty sweet thing. That would be quite yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, there's something about the kind of salt which I think can really give a, a, a drink a really nice kick, you know, soft drink even. <laughs> 
Uh, I agree. It's become it's become more kind of um, accepted. Uh, it, it also with desserts and sorted caramel, mm. you know, flavourings mm. being 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 one that was a big hit internationally. But also in in desserts, I think to have a little more of an edge of salt. And I, I like it, pickled limes and things like that. The whole kind of mm. tanginess of, of limes that have been pickled and things. Those are really nice. Yeah. That does sound good, yeah. I, I was thinking um, that maybe some of the uh, ingredients or components of traditional Chinese medicine might be interesting mm. if they can be rehydrated to get some flavour out of them first, maybe if it was with a soda or even an alcoholic drink, and that would be um, star anise, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, might be interesting, yeah. Yes. Um, and mandarin peel, mm. which is in a lot of herbal mm. drinks, or mm. mentioned it before in the salted version, but non-salted, zingy kumquat, yes. which is... Do you... Yeah, I, don't, I mean, it's something... The only reason I've really tried much kumquat is because we... Uh, do grow some on our rooftop oh, garden. Oh, nice. And, um, They're yeah, quite strong, aren't they, kumquats, really? Incredibly, yeah. incredibly, yeah. You can only I have a think. little bit of it. I think exactly. if you're putting it in a drink, you get one in there, but it's pretty, mm. it hits you pretty hard, doesn't it? <laughs> I think... I think even a whole one would be a bit, yeah, that'd be, mm. that'd be a slow-sipping mm. drink, but it, depending on if you added loads of soda. Mm -hmm. But it would be a good one for a jug of drink. Yeah. And also, yeah. it goes well, I think, uh, some crushed, like squeezed um slightly squeezed come quite floating in uh you know in jugs of water mm, it's quite mm. it's quite a nice alternative to uh to lemon or lime i'm getting all thirsty um, now we've had lots of you, you, food you, you, on the program yeah, today occupational hazard on tuesday isn't yeah. It for you? yeah um so changing um destination again for another story mm -hmm. uh, and this time to the usa Mm -hmm. And it's uh, to Maine in New England we go. And just in a report that I read this week in a, in a U.S. food magazine, uh, there's, they're talking about one particular place, um, which is a, a very small place, um, just trying to find the name of it, called Brooksville, which mm -hmm. is in Maine in New England. And they have only just under <laughs> 1,000 residents living there, yes. but... They, but 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 in the summer, lots of uh, tourists, <laughs> domestic tourists, flock there because it's a coastal, nice, pretty seaside town. And the restaurants, not only this one particular place, which is called Tinder Hearth, which is a bakery and cafe, and I've sent you a picture of a picture of a pizza. It does a yes. lot more, more than that. It but looks it, delicious. It, it does, doesn't it? It looks like it's and, and they use a wood-fired. Oven. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they can only make a maximum if they push themselves 150 per day wow. um, and they have been inundated in the age of people looking on their phones for food recommendations <laughs> instagram <laughs> that's right Look yeah at that. exactly and they've found themselves too inundated to cope wow. luckily they have their own farm and they have set up tables their cafe and bakery is at the front of their farm. It's a farm shop. And they the only time of the year that they put picnic tables outside, and that's the nice kind of relaxed image that I sent Sardia, was of a, a freshly uh, wood-baked pizza being served on a picnic table garden um, surface. Uh, they, um, they just try to get a few tables in their garden. And they're not packing it out. Given that they own a farm, they still keep it to... Um, 150 per 
from lunchtime till end of evening. That's all. That's all they do. They do serve other things though, not just uh, pizza. But uh, but they're sharing this um, challenge of people finding uh, or restaurants being able to serve enough people to keep up with demand. But they just basically say, look, that's all we're going to make. And um, and so what they've done now for this this year for the first time ever and the season is just slowly beginning right now is to have a lucky draw where people can go on to uh they can go online they have actually created a website which they didn't have a couple of years ago purely so that people don't phone uh and find the line busy all the time that people can put in an entry for what they would like, <laughs> but only on a Monday and Tuesday of the whole week. People have got to be super organised if they're going to this part of New England mm. and get their orders in on a Monday to Tuesday. And then if they're picked out, the restaurant will call them back. They give their mobile phone number, they get a call back, and then they sort out what their order's going to be wow. several days in advance. Gosh. That's how popular they are. Well, I must yeah. admit, the pizza looks absolutely scrumptious. I mean, you can see it's been baked in a wood oven and it's got a lovely crusty, mm. nice... Uh, oh, it's nice. I just don't want to look at it now, actually. It's bubbly, <laughs> bubbly crust, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, just, just, just before we go, quick yeah. question. Mm. Um, uh, do you, are, you, are you a restaurant booker? Are you one of these... Um, you know, would you, do you have the patience to... Uh, to book weeks ahead for a trendy new restaurant. It doesn't well, have to be trendy, actually. It depends. Popular, it depends. I think restaurant. if it was really good, then yeah. fine. Because, I mean, I think generally if people are going out to a restaurant, we tend to put in a little bit of time and effort mm. and think, okay, where do we want to go? Are we going to book yeah. it? What are you going to do? So, exactly. yeah, you know, it might be a bit of a treat. But, yeah, I think I would book it. If I knew it was going to mm. be really good and it would be worth yeah. it, then, yeah. yes, I would probably book it. I, I think I agree with you totally. I just haven't been uh, during my times of food reporting for magazines and so on. I uh, I haven't been had the patience to kind of try and be one of the first people to taste things. Though I'd rather just kind of maybe get around to it after yeah. hearing recommendations. Yeah, I wouldn't but, be there uh, in the first in the line or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, but it, if it meant line, you know, waiting a couple of weeks, then yes, I'd probably book, book it. But I wouldn't be there at the crack of dawn or anything. No, I don't good think. Lord, no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> great. Well, it looks great. Okay. Thank you very much, Andrew. And sure, um, I look forward to talking to you on Thursday again. Thank you very much. Indeed.